Welcome back to the Aris Weekly Podcast with myself, Sam. Me, Reese. Remember, guys, this video is sponsored by Six Media. Uh, we'll leave a link down in the description below. So make sure you go over there, head out and check it out. All that good stuff. And we've got a special guest with us today. We have. Would you like to introduce yourself? Good evening. Uh, I'm Adam. Um, friends with Sam and Reese through our Fedora's football team. Mm. And a fellow Newcastle fan. He is, yeah. mate. Good friend of the podcast. We've been on about it for a while. So we've took the jump. Took the leaf of faith and we've got him on. We have, we have. Leaf of faith. It's nice to have him on. Leaf of faith. If anyone... Leaf of faith. <laughs> the leaf of faith tree. If anyone would like to join the podcast while this is all happening, uh, just get in touch with the page um, and we'll get you on like Adam did. Um, I was currently working, so Adam was going to step in for me, but luckily enough, I've got the day off. We are taking appearance requests for a small fee. So. Yeah. So, uh, you, oh, do I get paid? Is it that? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, mate, you unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Um, no, all joking aside, it's good to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's Thank good you. to have you on, mate. Um, so, we're going to go on the, the 9th, 9th of July's yeah. fixtures. We're going to start the fixtures, 9th of July, um, to start off the weekend's games, getting to the predictors. Shall we start, gentlemen? Yes, yes. let's start. Um, first game... Norwich City West Ham, half past twelve kickoff. What are we saying, gentlemen? I will um, kick this one off, and I think it is hopefully going to be a very interesting game. Big six pointer. Yes. Um, I think that uh, West Ham will nick it. They mm. definitely need the points a lot more than Norwich do. Yeah, I think I... Norwich. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm just going to say, like Norwich, I think they're as good as gone now. Um, they just can't. The problem is with Norwich, they can't keep goals out. And no. you see it, usually one team every season from the Premier League will be that much worse than the rest of them. And Norwich this year have just been the same. They can't co- stop conceding goals. And now, because the goals have dried up, they look so average in the Premier League. You Whereas that, last they, season, they tore the Championship You say up. that though, mate, but West Ham, they struggle for goals as well. I mean, with, especially with Sebastian Haller out as well. Do you know, I'll be honest, the difference between West Ham and Norwich... You look at West Ham's squad on paper, and then you look at Norwich City's next to it, yeah. there's no comparison. Oh, no, definitely not, no. Um, I've been surprised how Norwich have dropped off, really, because they have got some decent players. They have, yeah. They have, yeah. Um, Todd Cantwell's mm, shot yeah. quite well in quite a lot of games. Um, yeah, definitely. Max Aaron's as well. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Max Aaron's. I think he's a quality fullback. Mm, another like one, myself. I think. Um, Emmy Buendia. Yes. I like him. I, th- I think he's got a lot. He could. He's got a lot to offer a team. He's very quick, very direct. Um, you're probably right, though, Adam. I'd say Campwell for me is the standout one out of that bunch of players. I would definitely. Uh, he's looked very impressive when I've uh, when I've managed to catch a bit of Norwich playing. Um, Timu Pukki's not scored as many goals recently either, and that's kind of I think. He was banging goals in that start of the season. He was. He now, was. Now I think, just to be honest, clock. though, I've seen. I saw him in the FA Cup match against United the other Saturday, and he looked so lazy, like seriously off the pace. And I thought, they can't be carrying anybody like that at the minute. I don't care how good he is at scoring goals. When you're in that sort of position, you can't carry anybody. No, you, you really can't afford to, and it's, it's shown really in the in the results recently for him. So yeah, if, definitely. if Norwich, are, well, they are going down, Todd Cantwell's obviously not going to be there next season. I, no. who, do you very reckon, who do you reckon he'll go to then? Because he's going to go to one of the big clubs. I, I can't see him moving to anyone in the top five or six. I don't think he's that sort of level yet. If you, I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? It depends. 
who wants to play what style of football? I would say Cantwell could fit in, I'm not saying he's going to, but he'd fit into someone like a Manchester City, where there are football inside. I, I could not see him going to play for somebody like Newcastle. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, because no, no. no. I know you both are Newcastle no. fans, but they don't, I can't see him grow into his full potential. He could, but... He needs to be playing, and the problem is that the, the style of player he is, that if you look at the top four or five teams, like you said, there's there's so much quality there. Mm. You know, he is a good player, and, and, he, and he's shown what he can do. But would he get into one of the top five teams ahead of... The, the players that they've already got, like you know, even Man United, who haven't had a particularly wonderful season, but if he went there, would he get in front of Fernandez? No. Would he get in front of Martial? Probably not. No. Pogba, you know, Pogba, Greenwood. You know, they're all players that are probably a similar sort of age that need that time uh, and and the game time. And he does, but going to one of those clubs, maybe not. Would. Spurs be a good opportunity for him if possibly, possibly. If Ericsson has obviously now he's on loan or has he gone? No, yeah, I think he's gone. I think he signed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's signed loan. Just managed to push it through. I think in the summer. I think that they're probably a little bit lacking in that area. I think Lamella's not up to standards really. Um, Deli Ali's been good, but you know someone like Tom Cannon might push Deli Ali on to play a bit better. Possibly. I could, um, although they've not been great this season, I consider Spurs as a top six team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe not in the top four at this moment in time, but definitely a top six sort of team. And especially with the players that they've got on the books as well. But I do think Cantwell would be quite a good fit in that team. Because I think uh, maybe more under Pochettino, but I would definitely, uh, if I was talking to him, I'd definitely have a look at him. Because I can't see him, can't see him harming anything. No, I think he's good enough to play at that. You know, probably an exception for Tottenham, really. But on Mm. any of the others, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at this moment. But yeah, what do we have in them for predictions? Predictions. Would you like to give us a score? Yeah. So I think I will go um, one nil West Ham. Yeah. Good shout. Solid shout. Samuel, I'm. Also, when I agree about him, I think it's going to be a 1-0 West Ham as well. Mm-hmm. I just can't see West Ham scoring that many goals. And I just can't see Norwich scoring either. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Mm. Mm. That's fair. I think it I think it will be tight, looking at the, the recent results of both teams. Um, I mean, the Premier League always surprises. Norwich could win 3-0. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We've said this many a time on the pod, mate, that whatever we predict is guaranteed to do the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Um, moving on to the next half past twelve kickoff, Watford versus your boys, Newcastle United. Discuss. Before we played Manchester City, we've been in. We was in tremendous form. We beat Bournemouth four 0 We beat. Oh, who did we beat before Manchester City? Who did before Manchester? Who did we beat before Bournemouth? We drew against Villa. Oh, West Ham. But I think with Newcastle, mate, I think there's a lot of room. There's still stuff going around the club as in where's Bruce going up next season? What's going to happen with the takeover next season? It's it's still in the air, mate. It is. I don't know about your opinion here, Adam, but I've, I still think... You two are probably better placed to talk about Newcastle it, than I am. The but thing is, mate, when I went, I went up a few months back and when all this happened 
I think I think it was between that um, Peter Kenyon or whatever his name was. It Peter Kenyon, oh wait, that Kenyon guy who was who was due to take over. Who was at Man United? Some at Kenyon. Yeah, yeah. Either way, that when he that was, was going through exactly a long yeah. time ago. Oh, when that yeah. was going through, Newcastle fans was just like, mm, "Is it going to happen? Is it not?" And fans still now, even though it's happening, well, they say it's happening. They're still not believing it's happening. I mean, like you said, is it is it happening because everything's quiet? Is it but good? This, is it a good thing? The, the, the thing is, Sam, I, I don't know. There's like there's a really old saying: "No news is good news." Yeah, yeah, and. I don't know. I, look, I, I want, I've said this many a time, and especially on the pod, I'd love Newcastle to be taken over because I think they're a sleeping giant of a football club and I just think with what Ashley's done to him and the direction that he's tried to take him in, or lack of direction, they deserve something. It's more the fans for me, mate, that deserve something because the football club is only as good as the person that's running it. Yeah. So if Mike yeah. Ashley's driving it into the ground and not pumping money in, then you are going to fall quickly. And two relegation says that. Do you know what I mean? Is it two or three? Two, mate. Yeah, two. two. And I think that it's a sleeping giant, but if this takeover happens, big things on the horizon for Newcastle United, I believe. If I've been sceptical about it all, really, because it's been in the media so much, so many times that we're going to get bought out and there's obviously been a lot of delays and there's obviously a lot of press talk about the uh, the new potential owners and what goes on in their country, um, so yeah, it's tough. Has it had an effect on the players? Sometimes you think it has, and other times you think it doesn't. Yeah. You know, um, losing to Man City yesterday was pretty abysmal to watch, and then compare that to a couple of weeks before when we lost two 0 I thought we actually yeah. played I relatively played well. Right. I thought you, you played know. all right. Um, against a very good City side as well. Very good City side. Um, we've been a little bit up and down since the start. I mean, a good result to beat Sheffield United because they're obviously mm. have been doing well. That was a very good result. Yeah, it was. I did watch that. That was a good result. And then putting four past Bournemouth, you know, that gives you a little bit of of confidence. It's been a while since we've we've seen to score as many goals as as we have been doing in these past few games. Especially in Bournemouth, it looks so. Well organised against Bournemouth as well. I mean, the passing was. On I point. think the pass possession was quality for as well. Me, like Newcastle and especially under Benitez, from what I watched, always defensively sound. Mm. Yeah. Or you know, relatively yeah. defensively sound, but didn't offer anything going forward because he was very negative. And Steve Bruce, all right, he's had a few additions to the squad in the summer, like Joe Linton, Saint Maximan, but. Yes, they are important players, but the squad isn't that different from what Rafa... Be- so you're telling me that Rafa Benitez couldn't have been a little bit more positive with the way that he'd gone about it. I can't help but feel that. And he gets trekked like a god. And I'm like, well, Steve Bruce has actually done a better job this season. I was going to say that he's done a better job than what Rafa has. Whether, you know, might be a little bit hard to admit it, but he has. You know. The points don't lie do they really no. you know when you when you compare the two seasons um and yeah you're right the squad isn't massively different you know we've we've had a few signings but we've we've lost a few players um you know we lost um our top goal scorers in Rondon um, Perez, Perez. <laughs> um but then looking at the players that we've got in you know we've replaced them with players and mm. you know uh, I liked 
Perez a lot. I, yeah, I, I really mate. thought he was a good player. He came on a lot in that last season with us. Um, is Sam Maximum better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he is. Um, yeah. You know, he he um, he's very direct. You know, he doesn't. Jose Perez used to get bullied off the ball a little bit by some of the bigger players, stronger, more physical players. Whereas Sir Maximum just runs past him. Yeah. Um, I his honestly, pace is I will go out on record and saying this, he's one of the best young players I've seen. Like, seriously. I honestly, even I'm not a Newcastle fan, I wax lyrical about Sir Maximum. The thing is, though, mate, I think he's got so much talent. He gets you off your seat as well. When, you, when you're there and what the stuff he does, he, he, he literally. It makes you want to get off your That's, seat. to me, what Newcastle have been missing yeah. for a long, long time, is that player to do We haven't had a player like that since, I'd probably say, Hatton Banafa. And he was a it, god of Even if you want to go back before that, I mean, I, I remember growing up as a kid, like Ginola. Yeah, Ginola. People yeah. like David Ginola, do you know what I mean? It, like, you think Newcastle have been starved of players like that for too long, and now they've got someone like St. Maximan. If he can co- keep himself fit... Does no, I don't know where that kid could go, honestly, because I, I, I rate him so highly. I love watching him. He's exactly the kind of person that I would pay to go watch. Oh, definitely. And I think he's got better. I think that there's, that in the first few games that I watched, he didn't look as confident as I thought he would be off the ball. Mm. And, you know, he was probably looked a little bit, I want to say lazy, but, you know, not tracking back. But yeah. watch him in these past few games, you know, he's been winning the ball back. All right, he's lost it a couple of times. But you know that if you give him the ball and he's got that little bit of space, he will drag that team right up. Mm. And the thing is, that's what we've needed because under Benitez, we were solid defensively, but it was slightly negative way of playing. It was boring to watch, I thought, and as well a little sometimes. Bit, yeah, a little, bit, a little bit boring. I mean, sometimes you, look, you looked at the possession-wide stats and if he was playing City, he was, it was like... 15%. Yeah, you'd have like 15%. <laughs> or if you're saying like Palace or something, you'd have like... I don't know, for like thirty seven percent possession. And we I think we had like last season, I think we was the worst I think we was the worst present possessioned team in the league. And I that, think, it just shows me. I, I do think that Steve Bruce, um, just before we get into the predictions for the results, I think Steve Bruce he took and including from me as well, and I will say that, like I when I found out he was gonna be the new Newcastle boss, I thought, Oh my word, where are they gonna finish this well, season? Well that was his biggest critic. But mate. I will happily say I apologise and he made me eat my words because yeah, he's done a, he's I agree, done a good job. Mate. Yeah, he has. Um, I agree with what you say. I think yeah, big things to come from Newcastle. I don't think it depends on the I'm hoping. on the takeover, but I think Steve Bruce deserves a huge amount of credit, and I think even if the takeover does happen in the summer, I think he deserves another crack next I've already said that. I'd 100%. St- if, if the takeover does happen, I would love He's never Steve had Bruce money. He's exactly. ne- as a football no. manager at one club, he's never had money to spend. Do you know what I mean? And I would love to see him with a good amount of money identify players. I mean, if he can pick up like St. Maximin and people like that, you know. Build a team around St. Maximin. Exactly. So what you want to do, you want to build a team around St. Maximum and just go from there. Shall we get into the predictors? Let's show. So, we haven't spoke about Watford, but I reckon I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. See, I'm, it, it depends if Lascelles and St. Maximum are back, because them two, are, they were a big miss to us last night. What, Watford frustrate me, because I think they've got a lot of good players in that team. Uh, a lot of experience um, in every position, really. And um, people like Troy Deeney, 
Um, Delafeu. Yeah, Pereira. I mean, I rate them. Um, on their day, they're a decent team. If you get Decore running through the middle that year, oh. I mean, he's a beast. He is like. a beast. He's a machine, um, isn't he? Sarr as well. He destroyed yeah, Liverpool when so they went them. But, obviously, they're getting dragged and they are in that relegation battle and I think Newcastle will just have enough to keep them on top. I think if as long as we can get the first goal, um, I think Watford's heads might drop and I don't think they'll respond um, so personally, I mean, obviously as a Newcastle fan, I'm going to back our boys, mm-hmm. and I'm going to back a two-one win. Two-one win, I like that. Nice. We and bold. probably will concede. concede. We do concede a few, and a lot of the time, I mean, it's not Dubravka's fault, but <laughs> 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 no. Um, no, very underrated, by the way. <laughs> Just quickly, I want to say he's very underrated. Four million keeper. pounds. <laughs> best not bad, best bargain. He'll probably go for at least five times that if yeah, he went anywhere. Definitely. You're definitely looking upwards of twenty million, um, Samuel. What are you saying? I'm going big. I'm going to go three one Newcastle. <coughs> if St. Maximum's <coughs> back, I'm going three one. You putting any money on it this week, Sam? I might do actually. Yeah. He, no way. He's not going to put money St, on a three one Newcastle Saint, if win. Saint Maximum's I, back, honestly, I'm telling you if now. If St. Maximum's back, <laughs> if St. Maximum's back, I will put. I'll bang a ten on Newcastle to win three one. Bold move. I'll hold you to that one. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, uh, three o'clock kickoff, Liverpool at home to Burnley. The champions, newly um, crowned If we champions. can wrap this one up as quickly as possible, that'd be great. No, um, <laughs> none of us really like no Liverpool fans. About this. I think it's the fans that are probably more frustrating than. I think the team. honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Liverpool as a club, class act. Yeah, fans not so much. I think they are some of the biggest hypocrites I've ever met in my life. And I do know a lot of Liverpool fans. And <laughs> honestly, sometimes I I really want to bury my head under the sand. The amount of crap I've been getting in this last two weeks from pretty much every Liverpool fan I know. Um, I am going to say it. They're a class act as a club. I'm sorry. The reason they've walked the league is because everyone else has been so bad yeah. this season. If Manchester City have lost nine games this season, that says it all to me. And look, yeah, all right, City haven't been up to scratch. They've been poor. Same as City most teams Most teams this season. And I think that's give Liverpool the licence to just go on. They have done brilliant. They have. There's no denying you, it. You can't deny, though, mate, Liverpool have got an outstanding team. Yeah, they do. The front three are I do think it was helped by the fact that everyone else has been so bad. Yeah. And nowhere near them. They have got some very good players and they seem to have strength in depth, which is which a lot of other teams don't quite have. You know, they can take three or four of the first team players out and you've still got a, a brilliant side. Um, again, another ex-Newcastle player, Wijnaldum, I think he's been Class. underrated. He's yeah. been so Very so underrated. He is pivotal to the way that Jurgen Klopp plays football yeah. and sets his team out. He's pivotal to that. I'd be very surprised if he went anywhere next I'd, year. I'd love to have him back at Newcastle. I adored him when he was at Newcastle. He was, he was brilliant for us. Yeah, he was. And you can see why Liverpool Went for wanted him. him. Um, and you can, understand, you can understand him going to play for a better team. Um, what Liverpool will be like next season, depending on, again, the transfer market as going forwards. Um, but they've got a lot of young players. Um, that I mean, look at Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, yeah. what, what a player. What a 
what a player he is. And they've got that other young lad as well. They've got Harvey Elliott. Well, got I saw some. Lad. I saw a little snippet from something that Klopp had said in the other day. I don't know if it was. I'm not sure if it was an interview with the BBC or not. But basically, he'd said that he's not going to go into the market for any big players during the summer. That to me is suicide. The thing because is, though, they did it last if you year. Don't, hey, they did it last year. They did, what they were the design. They signed no one in January, and then they signed that Minamino in. Well, I think it was back end of January. Sam, look, mate, so I'll be honest. Struggle. You're very naive if you think you can go through two, th- exactly. two and a half, look at three Tottenham. seasons with the same squad. You're very naive. Look at Tottenham, like because all the time that you're sitting still, everybody else is moving forward. This is what happened to the likes of Arsenal and Man United. That because we sat still for so long. We've gone stagnant, and now United, I believe, are on the way back. Oh, yeah. Arsenal still yet to be confirmed because I don't know what the hell's going on with that football club. It's a joke, but like, I think that um, Manchester City did the same thing, where because they've done everything right, they've put the new youth system in place. They've even developed the area on what the ground sits on. You know, they've built the football team. They don't pay over the odds for anybody. You know what I mean? They will back out of a transfer if they don't think that it... If they think it's too much money, they did it with Sanchez. Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep improving because you've got to keep up. And that's the thing. If the three or four teams around you spend £100 million and buy three or four great players, then Liverpool are going to have to, regardless of the, the squad they've got now, because your players will get older, they will get injured and not come back as strong. You know, I've I've heard a rumour that they're, they're looking at... Um, Thiago from yes, which would be a big money move, and they probably would have to sacrifice um, one, maybe even two players uh, to get him. Probably another striker wouldn't hurt them. Absolutely. I don't think. I don't think it would. I don't think. I think they could do with one. Really, they need. They need you can't go through a whole season relying on one player. I don't care how good your team is, you will fall short eventually. Hmm. And, you know, I don't doubt that they're set up to do well, but I still think you're very naive if you think you can go through a full season with the same team. Because, I honestly, I don't think that Liverpool's strength in depth is anywhere near Manchester City. And even if you look at teams like Chelsea now, with the people that they've bought, I mean, Hakim Ziyech from Ajax, Timo Werner from Leipzig, the the deal apparently is nearly done to sign Havertz yeah. from Bayer Leverkusen. There's three top notch players there. That's a big commitment from Chelsea. Oh, big, massive, massive! Like they've really got. No, I will tell you what, we are doing now because we can spend money. We're hitting the market hard. We're going to buy players at a time when the market isn't as much. You know, you can buy players. Timo Werner for forty, fifty million quid. You must be joking. Can we just if, say if this is a normal market, he's going for upwards of seventy, eighty million easily. We paid forty million for Joe Linton. Chelsea just paid fifty million for one of the best strikers in the Bundesliga, or one of yeah, the, one of well, the best. Well, probably the best, one of yeah, the best in one Europe. One of the best in Europe right, right now. Um, and that just says something about what the market is like nowadays. No, it does, and I think look, I'd love anybody apart from Liverpool really to win the league next year. Um, I think they're set up well to do it again. I just, well, I don't worry, but I think that they will fall short. If they don't improve the squad, but you never know, do you? It could be a little bit of an, a backhand mm. thing by Klopp to say, right, let's not give too much away, but we're going to go in the market for such and such a player. Such and such. You don't know, do you? No. But we can only speculate, really. Um, I don't think they'll buy anybody of any note. I think they will go with what they've got, and if they do need, they'll buy in January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
Let's get to predictions of predictions. May. Liverpool, Burnley, what are we saying? You can go first on this one. <sighs> um, I think it's that, hard, mate, because Burnley I, have been in quite a good form as well. They have, but Liverpool at home, in, no yeah, fans, lost, fans, it doesn't matter. They haven't lost in two just, years at home. They play just as well without... Um, I mean, they put Palace to the sword. They scored two in eight minutes last night against Brighton. You know, to effectively finish the game before it's even got going properly. Yeah, um, I like Burnley. Well, I do. Man. I, like I do. I, I really admire what Sean Dyche has done there because he doesn't change. Doesn't he's not bothered. Um, he's been in the job for a few years now. He knows the club inside out. He cares about the football club as well, which I think is a Massive, huge thing yeah. now. Um, yeah, I do like Burnley. I must say, very ste- they're a steady Eddie team, aren't they? I can't see. Him. I don't think there's much chance of them going down. Under oh, Sean Dyche. They pick up some good results, they pick up some good points, they've they got some, some decent players. Um, I mean, I think they'll score against Liverpool. They seem to, mm. uh, seem to be scoring, seem to be scoring yeah. a few goals, uh, looking at the recent games. Uh, so I'll kick off the prediction. Oh, you want to, you'll take, take oh, yeah. Adam's going to take it over them. Um, I'm going to say 3-1 Liverpool. 3-1, you beat me to it. I was going to go 3-1 as well. So Samuel. as long as Liverpool don't switch off because they've won it, won the league, um, yeah, it'd be an exciting game anyway. Yeah, I would turn a Liverpool two 0 Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I can see both sides. Just because really. last time Liverpool played at home against Villa, they did look very shaky. They did, but yeah, they did. It's but a different I think side, Burnley. It's a different. Um, it was a different kind of vibe to the game, City game. I'm I'm near sure they was all still pissed. Yeah. Like I, I, honestly, I looked at Rob, Rob Robertson didn't even play. Did yeah, Robertson he did because he, he did because Phil Foden absolutely done him a kipper and scored. But I think they was genuinely still drunk uh, yeah. from the celebrations, which to be you fair, probably I would be understandable. Yeah, I would be absolutely off my nut. Um, yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Uh, Five thirty kickoff. Sheffield United against Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Big game. This. This is two teams fighting for Europa League. Yeah, well, personally, I'm going. I want a Sheffield United win here. I know why you're saying that because Mike will be listening to this, and I know for a fact he'll, oh, be, rin- well, no, he'll be rinsing. <laughs> he'll be rinsing you as soon as he listens to this. He's already know- threatened to unsubscribe. Exactly. So. so I know for a fact this is why you're going with Sheffield United. No, no, it's not that. It's because United, because of how we're playing. If we win tonight, we go. We may go above Chelsea again. I believe I could be wrong in that. No, one point. One yeah, point. Yeah. We need. A Sheffield United win if we want to get that because Chelsea are picking up form at the right time. So we need to start. We need to keep going with it as well. Um, but not just saying that. I'd love Sheffield United to get into Europe this year. Yeah. So it'd, whether it's the Champions League or Europa League, I'd love them to get in it this year. I'd love Sheffield United as a club. I think they're an outstanding club. What a job! If 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 it weren't for Klopp, Wilder, nailed get on the yeah. Well, him or Nuno at Wolves, yeah. one of the two for me. Um, should we get straight into the predictions? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to back Mike's boys. I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going to go for 2-0, you say, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea. for 2-1 Chelsea. I can see him having a bit too much for Sheffield. Um, it's hard, though, because it's Bramall Lane. It's a tough place to yeah, go. Yeah, it is, but there's no fans. It, yeah, so. exactly. Fans, no fans. Make, a, make a big difference. Yeah, this is why I think Bournemouth um, are struggling so much. Fans yeah. make such a difference. Especially in them sort of grounds where they're they're quite close to yeah. the pitch. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're in, you're Definitely. tight. In that, that they're a noisy bunch as well, yeah. Sheffield United. They're not, uh, they're not afraid to no, use the gobs. Um, I'm going to go... 
It's tough, isn't it? This. I like it because I can see him doing his research. I like this. Yeah. There's, there's thought going into this. Oh, massively. I'm very competitive with everything that I do. <laughs> you want to say points? We are, for the listeners, we are playing for points, so he's well within yeah. his right to do this. Well within. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea seems to have been banging quite a few goals in recently. Sheffield United have been on the res- receiving end of a few uh, goals against them. Uh, one nil win against Wolves, mm. uh, which was a really last minute winner. Close, um, in terms of a game and also where they are in the table, fighting for mm. for the best of the rest, nearly. Which for two teams like Sheffield United and Wolves, crazy, is, is, Mad, is crazy. It? If you'd have said that five ten years ago, you'd have, you'd, have, you'd have got laughed at, yeah, wouldn't you? Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but I think uh, Chelsea have just got. Some class in there. Pulisic is um, pulling the strings and all for Chelsea right now. He really is pulling the strings. Would you like to let him say Sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go uh, 3-1 to Chelsea. I like that. Nice and bold. These are, I always look at, when you go anything above 2-0, 2-0, 3-1, these are the sort of games where you think, right, should I put a few quid on that? Yeah. yeah. I always think that, yeah. right? Ooh, if you're go big, you go big or go home, don't you? So it's yeah. like, hmm. Do I do it or not? Yeah, fuck it, I'll bang a five round. I'm sure it. Chelsea got me Aston Villa game, wasn't it? They did. Was it last, yeah. not last week? Yeah, really yeah. And they got you a point. Got me a point. I'll take <laughs> that. Not, Thank you. Right, moving on to the next game Brighton and Ove Albion versus Manchester City. <laughs> What are we saying, gentlemen? This could be anything. I think this is going to be a cricket score. I just think City are just going to absolutely romp all over well, Brighton. Put it this way. Brighton cannot start like they did last night against Liverpool because if they do, Shocking. it could literally be a rugby it score. It could be, mate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This this could be any score. Is, I watched some of the game, right? I was kind of flicking in between and I, I looked and Brighton plays some good stuff, you know. Like, they're not, they're not an awful team. No. But the way that they started, I just thought, you've give Liverpool too much. Like, to score two goals in eight minutes, the game's over, really, before it's even properly started. Yeah. You're always climbing a mountain then, especially against Liverpool, because they don't concede a lot, really, Liverpool. Um, they're quite tight defensively, and I just think, like, if, you, if you're Brighton, you're giving, if, if you're a team like that, you're giving your centre mountain to climb. And if they play like that against City, City then I do fear for them. City will walk all over you. Look at what they did to us last night. I think, um, just quickly, uh, as a little... So I don't think Manchester City are going to be as bad next season. Guardiola oh, no, won't don't. allow it. Pep won't let it. You know, he's going to come down so hard on them players. Yeah. Um, losing, what is it, nine games this nine. season. I mean, that is that is a lot of a lot of games to lose. Lost more um, than Man United now. Yeah. Um, it's mad, that, isn't it? It mad. is mad. Um, and you look at the, you look at the players that they've got in their squad, and um, compare that against the Brighton squad. I mean, Brighton, they haven't been horrific, but you know, looking at the table, I mean, they're fifteenth with thirty six points. You know, they're not that far off the relegation battle. No, really, no. there's a bit of a gap, five points to West Ham and Watford, but that's only a couple of a couple of bad results for them. Yeah, looking at the form that. That Man City are on at, at the minute, I can't see anything but a Man City win. No, I, I have to agree with you, Adam. I think Manchester City, when they start strolling the ball around, 
even as a United fan, I watch it and think, Christ, would you love to play football like that? What a joy that must be. Yeah. If you're a City season ticket holder, you must go here and think, what score is it going to be today? Yeah. We're going to put three, four, five, six past him. I mean, when you they like, can score goals whenever they want. When to. you got the likes of De Bruyne pulling the strings for an L in the middle, you got David Silva, the young man Phil Foden, and then you've got the likes of the wingers Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aguero, and then you've got your back line Kyle Walker. Just, um, just quickly before we get into the predictors, what do you make of the Leroy Sane thing? It was, it was coming. It's been coming. Why, why though? I've got my own opinion on it. Why do you, why do you think that went so wrong? I don't know. I mean, uh, as a as a player, I think he's a class player. And looking at yeah. the the past, oh, his time at Man City, you know, um, he's played so well, goals, assists, everything. Um, he was, I believe, he was left out of the Germany squad. Yeah, um, yeah, he was. For the last uh, major tournament, which was a huge surprise, but uh, yeah. I don't know whether he's fallen out with someone at the club or something like that. Because it's, I don't know why you wouldn't have him starting the amount of goals and assists he's got in the games he's played. Um, he's a quality player. They've got a reasonable amount of money for him, and when you look on the on the outside and you see that they've already got Mares Silver, um, you know. Yeah. They can afford to lose someone like that, but it is a shame to see him leave the the Premier League. 100% something's gone on behind the scenes. It, there's not a cat in hell's chance that you can ever question his footballing ability or, you know, capability of playing it. The guy was a joke. Like, for a season and a bit, the guy was unbelievable. It was unplayable. Literally. I mean, for, for somebody who's... Six foot one, six foot two. To be able to run like that, he's a pure athlete. Like you don't see many players with speed like that. See, That's re- like pure athlete. I reckon he's gone because he's won the Premier League. He's won the FA Cup. He needs to win that big thing, which is a Champions yeah, but League. Do you honestly believe though that I don't think he's what, much better placed at Bayern Munich than he would be at Manchester City? I don't. Probably not. And. You don't know what, um, how much time is he going to get playing at, at Bayern Munich. Look exactly. at the, the strength of the squad that they've got. Unless yeah. they sell someone, they're bound to buy a, a buy players as they always do every year um, to try and dominate the German league. They'll never get worse. They always nope. get better. That's very it. efficient. Typical Germans. Very efficient. I th- I think I think it's something. It could something. It could also be to do with the transfer ban as well. Let's see. It could be getting that. Could be another thing. You you never know what's going on behind. I, it's definitely. Mate. I think it's a mix between Guardiola doesn't really fancy many fancy him anymore. Something's yeah. gone on behind the scenes. I'm near sure because it's definitely not. Pep it's not about could ability, not stop singing his praises. He loves him. I like, did love him. But but something's gone on there to me. Definitely, yeah. I can't see anything else. But what I mean, he did his cruciate in the Community Shield yeah, game. I remember it. Yeah, he's barely played since. No. And we're talking like nearly a full calendar year no. since the last time he's played football. And I'll be honest, when he came on, he didn't even look interested. So something's gone on there. Well, it's Manchester City's loss and Bayern Munich's gain because I think he's a hell of a footballer. Just next season, um, win the fucking league again next season. Yeah. Well, yeah. we, won't, we won't get in about them. Yeah, we'll quickly move on to the predictors. Um, Scoreline, Adam. What would you like to take up? Take it away, son. 4-0. Four 4-0. Nil. Four nil. I yeah. like that. Worth a few quid, maybe. Um, I'm going to say 3-0 City. 
I can't see anything else. I think that they're just too strong for Brighton. If they start knocking the ball around, they'll score. Simple. They're in the mood for scoring goals. Exactly. Sorry, I've just realised I've wrote it in the wrong bit. Samuel. 6 0 City. Sorry. Six. Six. I, so, I, sorry. I, for I, a second there, mate, I thought you said 6 0 Manchester City. That's what I said. Okay. I really can't see City. If City turn up, mate. And I told Adam to put money on 4 0. If, <laughs> if, if City turn up, City will absolutely run away with that. They will. They will. Like, if, if they do what Newcastle did and sit back, City will just. They'll thump them and they will just literally hammer goals in. So, yeah, I am going for 6 0. I'd six like to nil. watch a 6 0 game. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, for the, for the all right. neutral fan. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, moving on to the first one of the Sunday fixtures, Wolverhampton Wonders versus Everton. Stop! I've told you it's not Wolverhampton Wonders. It's Portugal. It's Portugal. Oh, no, it's Portugal Reserves. Yeah, thank it. you. Okay. Um, yeah, nice one, Sam. <laughs> Just threw me off completely. Um, Wolves versus Everton. This is tough. This one. You reckon? Yeah, I think this is probably one of the toughest games to call out of the remaining ones that we've got to talk about, simply because Everton are a completely different team under under Ancelotti. It looked like, at the start of the season, they looked very unsteady. Um, obviously, they had the change of manager, Duncan Ferguson took over, steadied the ship a little bit. But since Ancelotti's come in, he's really turned that squad around. I'd like to see what he does in the summer with regards to next season. Um I think that Wolves are a very capable football inside. I went to the game when United played them at Old Trafford. It was a half past five game on a Saturday. Wolves played the better football out of the two. Wolves have played some very good football. They have been a very good side to watch. Um, they've obviously picked up some good results, which is why they're where they are in the table. They're 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 ahead of Everton. Um, Everton again, they've got some really, really good players. Yeah. Um definitely. Don't rate Jordan Pickford. I think he's just don't know what's happened to him. No. Um <laughs> since really since his move to Everton, um he's not been great. I think he's let them down. They've turned a corner under Ancelotti, definitely. Um it's just whether they will keep hold of some of their better players uh, and what Ancelotti can actually bring in. Um Wolves just seem to just go from strength to strength. They've had some good results. Um, like I say, they've, they've they've played really well and deserve to be where they are. They was unlucky against Sheffield United, didn't they? Because both, um, both teams went at it. Wolves, how far do you think Wolves can go as a squad? I reckon Providing, go just so forget potential incoming players, forget potential outgoing players. With the squad that they've got at this moment in time, how far do you think they can go? Yeah, about this season? No, yeah. just in general, because they do have a project. Like, Nuno has his sights on Champions League football. That's what he wants. See, that's where I think they'll end up. I think they will get Champions League. I think when? they've no, got a long, long know. way to go before they attain that, because they're not... They're, they're probably in the best of the rest at this moment in time, but they haven't got the squad and the backing to get into that top four, in my opinion, I'd love to be proved wrong, believe me. Because I, honestly, I would love it if someone like Chelsea dropped out of the top four and Wolves took the place in it. But honestly, I would, because I wouldn't begrudge them. At the end of the day, they've done things in the right way, mate. They've got a great manager who has a really good philosophy, a very clear way that he wants to set his team out. And when you have a manager that gives 
really clear direction, not like Dan Willerton. When you give, when you, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You heard it. Um, I'm joking, mate. I love Reese it. is dropped. <laughs> yeah, dropped. Um, never to be seen again. You're not signing on next season. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we'd look at that. Bruno Fernandez just scored a penalty. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I think Wolves. They're probably in the best of the rest. I do think that the squad at this moment in time is geared for Europa League rather than Champions League. I think they're gonna. I think they'll do well. Against still Everton. in it. Still in Europa League. Yeah, and they've to done be well fair, this season. Very they, well. They drew the game in Olympiacos. One one over Olympiacos. Yeah, I but think. that was literally the night before it came out that the Olympiacos owner had coronavirus. Yeah. Um, bit of a joke. They shouldn't have even gone to play that fixture in the first place. But yeah, I think they could do real well. Um, as, long, as long as they keep hold of, uh, again, it's keeping hold of them top players and building. Um, they've got a project in place and and it's just maintaining that. Um, you look at the the Portuguese spine of that team and you know it is quality. Oh, there's some serious quality in there. Um, they have to keep hold of Raul Jimenez as well. I have to. He's the focal point of the team, yeah, mate. I think to. he does such a such a good job for him. It, it, you know, and not to mention the fact he also scores goals, but it's just it's his it's contribution. Work rate, definitely. Clinical finishing. Yeah. That that's what you need, and um, they've they've done well off off of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, score predictions, lads. Oh, I'm gonna go two two this game. Two two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there'll be goals in this game. I'm th- gonna go two 0 wolves. Two 0 wolves. Mm, I like yeah. that. Where is it at, by the way? It's at wolves. wolves. Oh, right. Um, I'm gonna go one one draw. Mm, Everton don't give a lot away to be honest with you um, I'd be interested to see how Everton come and play against Wolves because you'd imagine that Wolves are going to dominate most of the possession so I'd, I'd be interested to see how that one goes to be honest um, moving on to the next one quarter past two kickoff Sunday Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace oh, what a boring game that sounds it's got bo- it has got boring written <laughs> all over it it's just got boring written all <laughs> over it <laughs> Um, oh, should we just get straight to the predictions with this one? <laughs> oh, you're welcome to fire away if you want to. Nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going with nil-nil. I'm going nil-nil. Right, okay, I'm also, going, I'm also going nil-nil. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say 2-1 Crystal Palace. Because... I think I th- out of any of them, I think Palace are the... Uh, Palace are probably going to be the most... Yeah. If, Zaha, if, Zaha, if you like, get Zaha on the ball, mate, that's it. You know, Crystal Palace, I know they're not the most glamorous team to watch... But when you look at the job that Roy Hodgson's actually done since he's gone into Palace, he saved them pretty much from farming I under when they started the season under De Boer, they was falling like falling like a lead weight from a cliff. Like they, honestly, they was only going one way, and he managed to turn the ship around, bring in some decent players, and he's got them playing like a team again. And I do think they've got quality in there. You know, Zaha, Jordan Ayew. I'd even put Ben Teke in there because I don't care what anybody says. You might laugh. You can laugh all you want, mate. There's a reason he scored 21 goals at Villa. You don't become a bad player overnight. That's all I'm saying. He's got potential. He needs to pick up a bit of form, doesn't yeah. he? He needs to get he a bit of get confidence. can't get going, can he? He just, no, he just never seems to, to have got going with Crystal Palace. It's a shame because I think he's a quality player. Imagine him scoring against his old club and getting that trick against his old club. Well, it's a good way to start, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. It's a good way to start picking up some form. Um, Yeah, I've gone for 2-1 because I think Palace, they can do do bits going forward. I'd be interested to see how Villa 
approach the game really because they need points desperately. Like they are desperate for points. They can they can claw themselves out of this situation. There is still a lot of their hope. A lot of it probably relies on how well Jack Grealish plays. Yeah. I think he's by far their um, best player. Um, they seem to have signed quite a lot of players. They have, and I thought spent that. a lot of money coming up. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem to quite as worked out as well as there's, they'd have thought. There's two teams that have done that. Fulham and Aston Villa. And look how it's gone. Both spent upwards of £80 million in the summer window. Hasn't worked. No. That's, play, that's playoff money, that night. Spent it and it's gone. Well, look, you, the thing is, if you've earned it, you're well within your rights to spend it. Oh, yeah. Providing you can run a good, you know, you know, operate your budget accordingly, really. But, having said that, Villa, they just, you know, you've got players like Grealish and John McGinn in your team, but they look like they lack a lot of ideas yeah. sometimes. And you think with two players like that, I mean, I really rate John McGinn. I actually think yeah, he's really handy. Very, very good player. He is. I've, I watched him play in the Championship last season and he looked streets ahead of everybody else. I remember, when he, that world, I remember when he scored that world against Sheffield Wednesday and he just literally arrowed into the top corner. I was like, this boy's going to be classic. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Um, Grealish, I don't think he'll be there next season. Nope. I don't no matter what. None of them two will be. What happens? No, I don't. Even if Villa stay up, I don't think Grealish will be there. He's oh, got but, to move on, mate. He can't. You can't get, look. I know he loves the club. He's the he's a he's an Aston Villa fan. He's a young lad. He's the captain of the football club. I just can't see him staying. I think if he wants to do anything with his career, he has to move. Um, you've got to test yourself. You've got to. Test, but I think he could comfortably play for any of the top six. Oh, he's. I really do. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next game. It's a big game. Four thirty kickoff. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. North London derby. Probably best that it's in front of no fans. Yes, hundred percent. Um, what are we saying with this? I think this one, maybe not so much following the trend of recent years. I think this mm. is Arsenal's day. This one. See, it's going to be hard, mate, because no fans there. It's going to make it's going to be a very, very, very tough game for both teams without no fans. Because in a derby, the fans are right behind you. Whatever your team is. Yeah, I also think there's a flip side to that. You know, on one side, you've got the fact that the fans can really drive you on in a game like that. But with how heated that game gets, it's one of the most fierce rivalries in world football. They genuinely hate each other. There is a lot of hatred there. If you're not playing well, the fans can soon turn and get on Mm -hmm. your back and you don't want that in an off-London derby. So that can go either way. Um, You know, determine that as you will. I think this is Arsenal's day, this one. I think the way that Arsenal have played recently, I think they'll grind it because, simply because Mourinho, I just don't think he knows what to do with that Tottenham squad at the moment. It's The Tottenham job at the minute is a difficult job. I'd hate it. Um, I think he needs a transfer window to try and massively shuffle things about and try and work out um, who he's keeping and who he's getting rid of because, there's, there's, I mean, from in my opinion... And they spent a hell of a lot of money on Ndombele and I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, there's talk that Barcelona want him. They're talking about chucking players at Tottenham to get him. If I were Tottenham, if they were chucking someone like Nelson Semedo... Well, they're chucking Dembele player, as well and all that then. I said that to him. I said, Nelson Semedo and Dembele, there you go, Dembele, there you go, Dembele, off it. you go. 
the thing is with Ndombele, right? I'd seen him play for Leon. He's come all the way through the youth system there. They've got a cracking academy, by the way. Some yeah. of the players that they've brought through in the last three to four years has been very, very good. I think he's a very, very capable, talented footballer. I think he looks another example of a player that looks stifled by Mourinho. Yeah. I think he'd have been allowed to flourish under Pochettino. He ain't going to get that in a Mourinho team because he won't be given the freedom. Very rigid. Very boring. Very rigid. In all fairness, it probably would do him a favour to go. Probably would. For his own development more than anything, in my opinion. Um, Especially Barcelona But the thing is, if there are talks of them players going in the opposite direction to Ndombele... You've got to take that, surely. Exactly. It was from Dembele and Nelson and Semedo. Nelson Semedo. I'd take them any day of the week, whether it was someone being offered to me yeah, or not. Do you know what I mean? I'd go for them anyway. It's definitely two positions that Tottenham could do with some solid players. Especially yeah. right, especially yeah. right, especially right back. They've Since Kyle <sighs> Walker left, I think they've, they've suffered. Um, having had Kyle Walker and him play so well, um, you know, w- watching... Um, everybody that's played in that position since him, they've just not lived up to the expectations. Well, they had, tri- no. they had Trippier, didn't they? Well, then obviously Trippier, Trippier went, Trippier went, went which was a surprise. Um, but yeah, they need a, a big shake up. Simeone's a massive fan of Trippier, by the way. I know he is. He couldn't, he was singing his praises, and I thought, if you're getting that from a manager like Simeone, you've got something about you because he doesn't do that very often. Um, but I think Arsenal will, uh, will have the edge. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as the well. Players, um, they've got the attacking players, the flair in the team, should we say? Um, once they next season, if they if if they sort things out defensively, which always seems to be an issue with with Arsenal, um, you know, when you've got players like Lacazette and Aubameyang up, up top, um, you, you're bound to score goals. It's just trying to keep it solid at the other end. Exactly. Um, Burnt Leno looks like a decent keeper, in my opinion. It's class keeper. Um, what um, in terms of the injury? How long is he looking? Because it looked well. Really I think I think he's out for the rest of the season. I think. It, what, it, what, I'd imagine he is. Well, so. it was four, it was all four games. They said, in the next well, two weeks. they said four to six. They said four to six weeks. So four to six weeks. Yeah, that's what they said. Christ, when he did it, I thought he's out for six. That's months what that's what they said. That's what they said on um, Arsenal's. Page anyway. Um, score prediction, lads. What are we saying? Uh, do I to, will. Do you want me to kick it off? No, I'll go. Okay. I'll go two one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, I reckon I reckon I bam. I will get both of them for Arsenal. Money on that, Samuel. You've called it now. You've got to back yourself. I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. Two nil. Okay. I like that. Were you going in popsicle? Um. Nice. Um. I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah. I just don't think Tottenham have got it in them at the minute for a good performance. Like I don't I mean we've just literally just seen like the end yeah. of the Bournemouth game. They don't look like doing anything, do they? Like if they can't turn up in a North London derby, they've got serious problems. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like to me that unfortunately one of the best players on the pitch was Musa Sissoko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a poor shout when, when he's one of the best players uh, you know the on, on the pitch. Um, um, moving on to the 7 pm game, the last one on Sunday Bournemouth against Leicester City. I think, I think there's only one winner here. Yeah, I mean, looking at the form, Bournemouth have been pretty shocking recently. I like um, Eddie Howe, I think he's done. Up until recently, a really good job with Bournemouth. They've got a lot of good players. They've signed a lot of young 
um, good players. But Leicester City, I mean, sometimes there's just no stopping them, really. Um, they've got quality throughout. Jamie Vardy, I mean, he, what has he scored the 100th? He's yep. got his 100th goal. Yeah, he, he goes on the other day, didn't he? He is quality player. Um, there's no shying away from that. His work rate yeah, 100%. Um, is just fantastic. Um, obviously an ex-Newcastle lad Ayuzi Perez there mm. again his work rate he is another class player Tielemans I really rate I rate, well. I, that's I rate Tielemans you know they've got a young squad and under Brendan Rodgers I think they'll they'll do well next season the only thing that worries me it would worry me a bit more if I was a Leicester fan is they played so well in the first half of the season since they've come back from lockdown uh, you know after the lockdown they have looked really really stuttery like I think the form in the second half of the season has kind of done them over a little bit for how they started the season. Um, I'd probably say, though, even after all that, they're probably the best-placed club in the Premier League to be able to kick on to that next level. 100%. They've got some young players in the squad. Uh, they, they always seem to have um, Hamza Chowdhury coming off the bench and doing... I, I actually really like Yeah, I do as well. Very steady. Very, very good player. Um, who's the um, that centre back? I can never pronounce it. Soyuncu. That's him. He's he's come into the into the club and he's looking like a solid, solid player. Casper Schmeichel. I mean, he's a good keeper. He. Yeah. yeah he very. You know what you're going to get from Casper Schmeichel. I was watching him the other night, and I mean, he from a goal kick set up Jamie Jamie Vardy yeah. for effort from a goal <laughs> kick, and <laughs> if you can man- if you can manage to do that, and you've got someone like Vardy. Just miss out everybody else. <laughs> Quickly, before we go into predictions, I asked you before the pod, start the podcast, who's your relegations? We've already got ours, we've already said ours. You've already got yours. I think it's pretty obvious that, that with four games left that Norwich aren't going aren't gonna to manage to save themselves. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Aston Villa um, have got it about themselves to, uh, to save themselves either. The last place... I'm really torn. It, the three teams, West Ham, Watford and Bournemouth, I think it's going to be one of them three. Out of all of them, and it might be a bit out there, I think West Ham. I said this. I, I reckon West Ham are going. I think there's, that you look at some of the players that Bournemouth have got, they've got some game winners with the Wilsons, Callum mm. and Harry Wilson in there. You know, the, there's always a chance that one of them two will pop up and get a goal. Josh King, mm. he's known for, for getting a few goals. Um, when you look at Watford, as we've already said, you know, Troy Deeney, you know, he, he always manages to get in there. Capo de Corre, um, you know, they've got game changers. Whereas West Ham, a bit, a bit, you know, lacking in that department, shall we say. Yeah, I think, um, well, I, you see, I was Tom when I did it. I definitely think. Uh, Norwich Norwich and Villa yeah. I think we can all agree on that one um, the rest of it is up for grabs I'll be re- really interested to see but I do think that Watford have enough yeah. to get themselves yeah. out of trouble I, I, they've got they're, they're quite a solid unit I think um, I look at them a little bit better than I do people like West Ham and Bournemouth simply because Watford do have when you've got someone like Troy Deeney in your team and he's the captain of the football club that's definitely someone you'd want if you go into the trenches that's someone you'd want where you want you, you want him on, on your side and, and you've got to look at the, the Watford Watford's last game you know they beat Norwich 
and you know that's another team down at the bottom and I think when you're down there you need to beat the teams around you you know yeah fair enough they get stuffed by Chelsea but a lot of teams will um, but you know it just needs that one little moment I mean when they I remember watching their game I can't remember who they were playing in the championship and they gave away a penalty in the last few minutes and then from that penalty they go up the other end Leicester oh, Leicester, Leicester, Leicester in the playoffs in the playoffs and they've still got players that can do that so, you know, Troy Dean, like you said, you want him on your side up there, holding mm. the ball up. Definitely. Let's get the predictions in then, guys, because we've got five minutes left. Who are we going with? Um, Bournemouth, Leicester. I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. I think that's a good shout, to be fair. I will probably say 3-0 Leicester. Just I like that. Because I like a few, see a few goals... I'll say no, I'll say two nil as well, mate. Two nil. Yeah, I'll go two nil. Okay. And swiftly moving on into the last game, which is a Monday night game, Man United at home to Southampton. Which will be really boring. Danny Ings will score a couple of goals. <laughs> he will what? Danny Ings will get one. I and Bruno Fernandes going bang after it. I think you've all lost your mind. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like. I do see this as a banana skin. I don't care how well we've been playing recently. This is probably the one game I look at and think this is a banana skin, this. Because if Southampton turn up and play, they'll cause us a lot of problems. I think Southampton have always got the ability to score a goal, especially the form that Danny Ings is on. I mean, exactly. that lad this season. Scott again um, today. He is, is, has been somewhat else. Man United have looked very strong in the last few games. Um, Bruno Fernandes definitely turned that team around. Yeah. Um, what a signing! That's all I can say. Um, Isn't it mad to think that West Ham could have signed him as well? Yeah, West Ham could have signed him. Gone to West Ham. You wouldn't have gone to West Ham. No, he's got sense. He um, no, he could have gone. He could have gone there way before all this. Oh no! no. To be fair, he's actually had a few clubs. But um, I'm going to kick the predictions off. Okay. And I'm going to go four-two um, Man United. Fucking okay, Oh, you've just earned your sense of brownie points there, Sunshine. <laughs> I like that. 4 2 win. Samuel. I'll go 2 1 Man United. 2 1. I reckon Dunnings will score. I like that. Dunnings definitely Dunnings will 100% he's score. score. I'm going to say. Man United fan. <laughs> I'm going to say 4 0 Southampton win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, good joke. Um, I'm going to go for a 3 2 United win. I can see Southampton scoring because they will cause us problems. Oh, but definitely. I think with how we're going at the minute, we're gonna we're doing alright. Turned, and, uh, Man United massively turned the corners. Yeah, ever since Bruno's One player has just turned the whole football club. That's the way it seems, anyway. I don't yeah. want to put too much pressure That's on the true lad, then, mate. But he looks like the kind of player that could handle that sort of pressure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, are we? Uh, that's it. Anything else to add? No, on? that's the predictions nah. all sorted. Yeah. Just like to thank Adam for coming on yeah, to the podcast. Massive thank you, mate. Do a pretty good friend of the podcast. Really enjoyed this one. We'll definitely have to do some more. Really enjoyed yeah, that. It's uh, it's been good. Thanks for having me on. It's, no, it's worries, nice mate. to have, have someone else on who actually knows football. I mean, I, I get stuck with Sam all the time. So yeah, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I ain't leaving. Um, <laughs> I ain't leaving. Um, right. if, any, if anyone does want to get involved and join us, yeah, please just contact the Facebook page. I'll leave a link down in the description below. 
Um, just gives a message like Adam did. And uh, Yeah, we, honestly, we don't have any preferences. So anybody that feels like they want to come on and share their opinion, you are more than welcome to do so. Because, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this one. It's yeah, been good. I enjoyed that one. It's nice to know, you know, it's nice to hear someone that knows what they're talking about for a change. So, um, Cheers, Reese. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, mate. Not a problem. Um, so, with that being said, are we good to wrap up? Yeah, like I said, guys, make sure you um, go check out Six Media page. It really does mean a lot to me and Reese and uh, Gaz Morgan. So please go check it out, guys. Um, I think that's it from us, isn't it? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for listening. And that's us out of here. Yeah, au revoir. See you later.